0: Would you open God's precious holy word to 2 Samuel 6? We will also be in First Chronicles 15 and 16. So if you have a roast in the oven, I hope you put it on a timer. These are the parallel accounts. But sometimes we find things in one account and don't see them in the other. When uh, David was installed as the king of Israel, all the people have, had uh, joined together and accepted David, and then all these warriors from all these tribes came together and increased the army that David had. So he had a mighty army. And then he had those mighty men who were very special warriors themselves. But among the first things that he wanted to do was something that Saul never did that is, to make a special place for the Ark of the Covenant. The worship of Yahweh was uppermost in the mind of. David, this is seen through, this. of course this account will continue on into what we'll look at uh, next week as well because it, uh, it culminates, it crescendos and then culminates in a, a very meaningful worship experience. As David and his entourage take the Ark of the Covenant and the outfeedings of the tabernacle to a place that David has prepared in Jerusalem. He didn't get it right the first time, if you remember. that poor guy tried to steady the ark on the back of the cart. And God killed him because he's not the one who's supposed to handle the ark. Supposed to be the Levites. So the zeal of David created a problem. Still supposed to follow the instructions of Yahweh and not make up your own way. So it was a lesson learned. But David this time gets it right. So this account of David's moving the ark from where it was to the place where they wanted to go in Jerusalem that David had prepared continues here in verse 12 of 2 Samuel 6 and it was told to King David saying Yahweh has blessed the house of Obed-edom. Now that's where they took the ark. That's where the ark was rested after they had such trouble and that guy died touching the ark who was helping drive the, the cart that the ark was on. So this is an encouragement to David. Yahweh has blessed the house of ovid and all that belongs to him because of the ark of Yahweh. Now this, this was an indication, of course, to David that it's the right thing to do to find a place for the ark. David is the king. He is the king of Israel, God's people. God's people carry the promise of the Christ. They are the peculiar people of God. It is through his law that God instructs them on how to worship him. And he gives them uh, a way of life that separates them from all of the other nations. And so these are God's special, peculiar people in the world and part of, Of his law was to express to Israel, especially in Deuteronomy, to express to Israel the importance of the people worshiping Yahweh. The Ark of the Covenant, of course, is that which shows the presence of Yahweh to God's people, to Yahweh's people. So that God had blessed the house of Obed-Edom tells David that they need to continue what they were doing. So David went up and brought the Ark of Elohim from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with joy. It was a, a happy group of people. It was a high time just after David has been installed and anointed by the people. Of course, early in his life, he was anointed by Samuel. But then the people all came together, the elders of the tribes, and they all agreed that David is their king. And it was when the bearers of the Ark of Elohim had trodden six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. Now, this was an honor. This was in honor of the Shabbat, of the Sabbath. They would rest, and they would. this was not on the Sabbath, but it was to honor that God had made everything and that on the seventh he rested. So on the seventh pace, uh, they, they made a sacrifice uh, to Yahweh. And this was just, this was just part of, of the act of worship that David was leading the people into as they carried the ark to its place. David danced with all his might before Yahweh. David was girded with a linen ephod. Now this is... Uh, the description is the same thing that describes the, the undergarment of a, of a Levite. It's, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was a vulgar thing, but it means that David was free in his movement. And the word to dance in the Hebrew means to twirl or dance. So it was a, he was dancing. He was having a big time. And David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of Yahweh with shouting and with the sound of the shofar. And as the ark of Yahweh came into the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, peered through the window She saw the King David hopping and dancing before Yahweh and she loathed him in her heart. Way back when David was very young, serving Saul, Saul was already conspiring to undo David because the people loved him so much. The promise was given that whatever israelite warrior slew the giant Saul would give him a daughter so david and michal are married then very young and this their their initial relationship really is 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 a relationship that is built out of the conspiring mind of Saul. Now, David, as we've studied for several weeks, would would go off with his men. He, would, he was running from Saul. Saul was trying to kill him, and so Saul took his. And after a period of time, Saul took his daughter back, and then married her to another man. And she and that man were married for quite some time. And then after Saul's death. Through a series of events. Michal apparently happily married to this guy. At least he was happily married to her because it seemed to upset him more than did her. When David decided to take him back. Take her back. And so they took her away from this guy. And he's left there squalling and carrying on. So. Now she's in the household of David, uh, and and she's, she's had a strange and unfortunate life, obviously. So she sees David hopping and dancing before Yahweh, and she loathed him in her heart. I'm sure. Part of the reason she despises David is because he's favored by Yahweh. He replaced Saul. He has far more uh, accolades and love from the people than Saul ever had. It seems as though Saul's reign was miserable. All the years he was king, because he was focused more on David than he was the enemies of God's people. That made Saul miserable, it made his people miserable, and it made his reign as king miserable. Then David took her away from a man that she had been married to for a while, for some time, and brought her back into his household. And now... She's been wrapped up in her misery. And David is down there having a big time, hopping and dancing before Yahweh or twirling and dancing before Yahweh. And she loathed him in her heart. She can't stand him. This will, we'll see more about this in a minute. And they brought the ark of Yahweh. Yahweh and they set it in its place. Now you'll notice its place. There was a designated place for the ark of Yahweh. David had arranged for it. They had set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. David had made all of these preparations and David offered burnt offerings before Yahweh and peace offerings. Now, This whole scene, and it really doesn't come to its completion, and we, we bring it all together next time. It was just too much for us to take tonight. But uh, it also involves a psalm that uh, David wrote uh, with, with, with regard to this particular event. So it's, it's nothing but worship before Yahweh. And David finished offering the burnt offering and the peace offering and he blessed the people in the name of Yahweh Tabbat, that is in the name of the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. He blessed, he offered. And then in verse 19, and he distributed to all the people, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each individual a loaf of bread, a portion of meat and a barrel of wine and all the people departed, everyone to his Home. Okay, so notice, David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of Hosts. David, the king, distributed to all the people this food and wine as part as part of this joyous experience. This is a. This is a a. This is an action. Where are they? They're they're in Jerusalem. You remember how we studied. uh, Some time back. The city of David. Jerusalem. We went all the way back to. uh, Melchizedek. We talked about he was the. Melchizedek. He was the king of Salem. And uh, Melchizedek. He was the king of righteousness. The king of Salem. Or the king of peace. And. Let me think here, if I can get the image of the map in my mind. I think it was to the northwest sector of what, at this time, would have been the city of Jerusalem. Would have been the area known as Salem, which was an early part of, of what became known as Jerusalem. So, Abraham worshipped before Melchizedek. He was a priest of the Most High God. You remember that? He bled, Melchizedek blessed him and then gave to him sustenance. This is much like what Melchizedek did. And David does these things here, of course, obviously not as a priest, but he does it as a king who on certain occasion in that culture could have have the prerogative of doing things for the people when it was a thing that was of national importance. So he's doing much of what Melchizedek did for Abraham. And both events, of course, are tied to the Christ of God who is the great king priest. Then everyone departed to his own home. Now he goes to his household to bless his household. David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. And she said, how honored today was the king of Israel, who exposed himself. And she criticizes him for for dancing around in that linen outfit. Who exposed himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as would expose himself, as would, I guess a better way to translate, it, as would one of the vulgar ones expose himself. So you see what she's, she's being very critical of David. But David was not punished. Nor was he directed against anything like that because his heart was full of Yahweh. And David tells Michal what the whole thing was about. She didn't understand. She didn't have a heart for God. David said unto Michal, before Yahweh, I stand before Yahweh. And here's the stinging rebuke. Who chose me above your father, Saul, And above all of his house, that was a stinging rebuke of Saul's daughter, David's wife. You may remember also that uh, Jonathan, these other sons of Saul, they were all killed. And we talked about how God was systematically showing how the household of Saul was not in any way going to be able to claim some kind of, uh, competition with the household of David. So now he preaches her a little sermon and reminds her, he said, I'm telling you before Yahweh who chose me over your father. Who chose me above all of his house? He has no sons who can become the king. One of them tried and he was killed by his own general to appoint me prince over the people of Yahweh, over Israel. Therefore, I have made merry before Yahweh. Here's what he's saying I was so full of joy and happiness that I danced and twirled before Yahweh and it wasn't for anybody else. Yahweh received my joy as worship. He received my happiness as worship. Yahweh knows my heart. I say all of this to you before Yahweh. So he reminds her that her household, her dad's household just is out of the picture. And if I be demeaned more than this and be abashed in mine own eyes, yet of the maidservants of which you have spoken, with them will I get me honor. In other words, they knew, I don't know, she, McCall was making some kind of crazy accusation, I guess, or insinuation. But David says, I don't care if I'm demeaned in everybody's eyes. I don't care if I'm demeaned in my own eyes. That would be his wife. But I'll tell you this. The maidservants of whom you spoke, they knew what I was doing. They understood worship. And they will give me honor. You may not honor what I did, but Yahweh knows and they know. So they had more, what he's saying is, They have more spiritual depth than you do. And this would would speak of the whole household of Saul. There just wasn't any spiritual depth there. And the great contrast is made here in this whole event of how David is attending to the worship of Yahweh by giving special attention to the ark and to the the, uh, implements of the tabernacle And moving them to a place that is designated for them in the capital city of God's people. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. Well, okay. That's how much David appreciated what she said. All right. Now, let's look at uh, the same account, but let's consider how it's given to us in 1 Chronicles 15 and the first uh, three verses of 16. David made himself houses in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the Ark of Elohim, and he pitched a tent for it. Okay, David made preparation. This is not just a thing that happened. This took some time, it took some investment, it took some planning. It was all obviously agreeable to Yahweh. Then David said, it is not proper to carry the Ark of Elohim, except for the Levites. He learned that lesson pretty good. So we're going to let the Levites carry it this time. They won't get killed if they happen to touch the thing because the law of God designated them as the ones who would bear up this ark and the things of the tabernacle in the first place. For Yahweh chose them to carry the ark of Elohim and serve him forever. So here's a long, we'll just go through it quickly. Here's a long list of the Levites who are involved. It's not just the Ark of the Covenant on those poles, but you know, they had this tent, all that stuff that, that, was, that would make, make up the, the tabernacle. So here it goes. David congregated all Israel to Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of Yahweh to its place, which he'd prepared for. it. David gathered the sons of Aaron and the Levites the sons of Hehath, Uriel, the leader, and his brethren, 120. The sons of Meraria, Asiah, the leader, and his brethren, 220. The sons of Gershom, Joel, the leader, and his brethren, 130. The sons of Elisethan, and Shemaiah, the leader, and his brethren, 200. The sons of Hebron, Eliel, the leader, and his brethren, 80. The sons of Uziel, Amenedab the leader, and his brethren, 112. And David summoned Zadok. And Abiotr, the priests, and of the Levites, Uriel, Asaiah, and Joel, Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Aminadab. And he said to them, you are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Prepare yourselves and your brethren, and you shall bring up the ark of Yahweh, well, of the Lord God of Israel. You shall bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For from the beginning... When you were not bearers, Yahweh our God made a breach in us, for we did not seek him according to the ordinance. In other words, we messed it up the first time and a guy died. And the priests and the Levites prepared themselves to bring up the ark of uh, the Lord God of Israel. Yahweh El And the sons of the Levites carried the Ark of Elohim as Moses had commanded, according to the word of Yahweh, on their shoulders with staves upon them. David said to the leaders of the Levites to station their brethren, the singers with musical instruments, psalteries, harps, and cymbals resounding to raise a voice in joy. So this was going to be a tremendous worship and praise experience. All of the musical instruments, Um, all of the voices of the choirs, of the Korotites, you know, remember them? They're the ones designated to be uh, the the singers and the the musical people. And the Levites stationed Himan, the son of Joel and of his brethren, Asaph, the son of Berrikiah, and of the sons of Merari, their brethren. Ethan, the son of Cushiah, and with them, their brethren, the second in rank, Zechariah bin and Jaaziel and Shemirramat and Jehiel and Undi and Eliab and Binaya and Maaseiah and Matithiah and aleph Elihu and Mekneah and obed Edem and Ja'il, the door centuries. So they all have a job. And the singers, Himan, Asaph, Ethan, with copper cymbals to resound, Zechariah and Aziel and Shemiri Amot and Jael and Oni and Eliab and Maaseah and Benaiah with psalteries over Alamot and Matithiah and Elif, Elihu. And Mikniah and Abedidim and Jael and Azaziah with harps on the Shamanit to conduct and Kananiah, the leader of the Levites in song. So this here's their favorite soloist. He would chastise or the word also means to instruct in song because he was an expert. Berekiah and Elkanah were gate sentries for the ark, and Shebaniah, and Joshaphat, and Nethanel, and Amasai, and Zechariah, and Benaiah, and Eleazar, the priests, sounding the trumpets before the ark of Elim, and Obed-Edom, and Jahia were gate sentries for the ark. And David and the elders of Israel and the leaders of the thousands who went to bring up the ark of the covenant of Yahweh from the house of Ovid Obed- Obed- Edom were rejoicing. So this is a big happy moment. Lots of singing, lots of music, lots of instruments. It's better and bigger than any, any parade anybody had ever seen in the world, I guess. And it came to pass when Elohim helped the Levites The bearers of the ark of the covenant of Yahweh, that they slaughtered seven bulls and seven rams. And David was enwrapped in a linen robe and all the Levites who were carrying the ark and the singers and Cananiah, the leader of the singers in the song. And on David was a linen ephod and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the covenant of Yahweh with the sounds and blasts of the shofar. And with trumpets and cymbals resounding with psalteries and harps. And the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh came up to the city of David. And Michal, now this is, the, this is the account of this in First Chronicles. And Michal, the daughter of Sheol, peered through the window. And she saw King David dancing and playing. And she scorned him in her heart. Moves on in the first three verses, of chapter 6. And they brought the Ark of Elohim... They set it up in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before Elohim. David finished offering up the burnt offerings and the peace offerings. And he blessed the people in the name of Yahweh. And he distributed to every person of Israel, both to men and women, to each individual loaf of bread, portion of meat, and a flask of wine. That's the account of what we saw in Second Samuel coming from First Chronicles 15 and 16. Now, this account will go on into a crescendo of worship until, un, until David brings forth a psalm and we'll wrap all this up next time, God willing, by looking at that psalm and thinking of this acceptable worship before Yahweh back, back in this time of bringing the Ark of the Covenant from, uh, the house of Edom to Jerusalem. We're going to stop there and have our deacon prayer time.